back, ladies and gentlemen, to the BB Show. As always, I'm your host, Caleb. I'm joined by my favorite co-host, Christian. Uh, Christian, I'd love to hear uh, your take on Sunday night, Broncos 49ers. Well, you know, here's a guy, uh, Russell Wilson, who, in all honesty, I think Eli Manning, a.k.a. Chad Powers, said it best. They need to pay that punter all that money because, man, he's still just like, I'd say cooking microwave meals, but even that's generous. I mean, man is like overcooking ramen every game. It's a a disgusting act. Um, (laughs) I I don't know what to say. I I mean, personally, Broncos fans, I, I know they're, two and one now but it's like at what point are you just worried because if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't pull a Dan Orlovsky and run out of the end zone they're not in like they they lose 10 to 9 and it's like alright like the fact Russell Wilson is just not really able to do anything with that offense and it's not like we had the Jerry Judy excuse last week for him. It was like, oh, well, Jerry Judy went out. So maybe it was – but, like, Sutton and Judy were both available. Both his backs. Like, I, I just don't know what else to say, in my opinion. Um, person on the 49ers side of things, it's kind of like what we expect. Jimmy Garoppolo didn't play terrible. Scott took, I think, feel like a lot of sacks and, like, bad moments, and especially that safety, obviously – was a big deal in such a low-scoring game. Yeah, that's really all I got to say. You know, my pick was accurate in terms of choosing the Broncos to win. Was, as the score showed, very close from being inaccurate. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, it it gets – I agree with everything you said. I think it gets worse when when I heard the story. Uh, Garoppolo said that through OTAs and, like, a – decent chunk of training camp i'm pretty sure uh he like wasn't given a playbook like he basically was like a part of the organization but like really he he wasn't and that's kind of why like you saw those stories where he was kind of like yeah you know like it feels good like they need me now like kind of ticked me off and i was like well i mean like i don't feel like what they did was that rude like they drafted him but no like they did not treat him well and now all of a sudden like they need this guy who like got no reps through all this time. And so he steps in and on Monday night with, I know it's probably similar to what it was last year, but like he's had no reps with these guys, all this stuff or not Monday night, but on Sunday night football. And then he goes in and arguably should have beat Russell Wilson and the Broncos. It's kind of like, wow, that's, that's, that's a bad look, Russ. Um, yeah, that is pretty poor. Because it was, I mean, I don't want to say like super apparent, but statistically he outperformed Russ. And it's like, yeah, he, he can't really say it much worse than that. A guy who wasn't expected to be part of the offense, definitely didn't have an offense tailored around him, definitely game plan. Like it's all just new. And the 49ers are just kind of Broncos. They were supposed to come into the season and be, and, you know, the Wild West of the AFC, 
And that's just that's not been the case. I really think. Yeah, uh, what's what's weird is they're winning games too. I mean, they're two and one. They should have beat Seattle. Like, it's just weird, weird. What's going on in Denver? They look so bad, and yet they're they're almost winning in spite of Russell Wilson. And it just makes me yeah. wonder how good they could have really been if he was the same guy he was five, six years ago. But uh, Mr. Unlimited I, is – I don't think that – I would counter that. I don't think that Russ – I mean, he's – like, if he continues on this path, he's definitely out of his prime. But, like, I wonder how much of this offensive, lackluster, pedestrian – Ness is on Nathaniel Hackett as compared to Russ. Um, I don't think that he's making it easy on Russ, which is fine, but like there is some adjusting time when you go somewhere new, especially when if he's running like what they ran in Green Bay, like that's probably like nothing, nothing like what Russ has run before. So, uh, how much of it is bad coaching and how much of it is bad quarterback play. I don't know if we'll ever know the exact answer, but I would still hold a little bit out there for Russell Wilson. Just like, hey, you know, there's a chance if they get some more time, they get to like week 10, back half of the season, and they're rolling, like it still wouldn't shock me. That's a fair assessment. Like the Broncos aren't dead, but you can't be happy, I think, or like overjoyed with – just a sluggish start, I mean, for being honest. Oh, not and at all. Just the expectation of what this offense could have been. But, yeah, we'll see. It's, like you said, kind of week 10, week 11. I think we'll see kind of as the weeks go on. But ultimately, so far, it's definitely been disappointing. And um, if we're just talking about more just disappointingness, if you will. <laughs> uh, I, I don't – I will say I'm not disappointed in Cooper Rush. I think he's really establishing himself as a solid guy. I mean, he might play himself into an opportunity next year, just the way things are going. I, he keep playing this way. He gets the great opportunity of being the Carolina Panthers starting quarterback. <sighs> yeah, or if – I mean, Steelers. They yeah. could be anywhere, really, the way – kind of bottom 10 quarterback situations are in the league right now. But, yeah, for those that are kind of like aware, we're talking about the Monday night game, Cowboys-Giants. Ultimately, if the Giants did win this game and they were at 3-0, I, I still wouldn't have been, like, convinced this is, like, this undefeated, you know, gauntlet of its team. No, I think – Oh, like... man, losing last – or Monday <laughs> – not a uh, – I mean, it was a typical Giants thing. It just – wow. Yeah, I think, like, like I've categorized the Giants as this. It's like their roster right now is in, like, two, three years' time, like, may not have a single player still on it. Like, they've clearly found their coach. They've clearly found their their whole staff. Like, the decoy there looks great. Uh, Dable looks great. Um, like it's very clear he's their future and he's already made a difference, which is very quantifiable on the field. But like, I, dude, I don't know if there's a single player that might still be there, including Saquon. Like I genuinely, including Saquon. Yeah. Like including Saquon, I wouldn't be shocked if they kept Saquon. 
I wouldn't be shocked if they still held out for Daniel Jones because I still say like there's still like like we talk about Justin Fields and how he never flashes like Daniel Jones for the better part of a couple of years now like has flashes where or like two three week stretches where it's like who the heck is this guy right like Daniel Jones like like his ceiling is Kirk Cousins in my opinion. <laughs> Eli Manning, his ceiling, maybe not. I mean, I don't know where you rank Eli Manning in terms of Kirk Cousins, but, like, you get my point. And so, like, I wouldn't be surprised if he's their starter next year. Uh, but he's no, he's no, you know, generational Trevor Lawrence-type franchise guy you want to build around forever. Like, you know. I think, personally, if this trend kind of continues of how he's been playing this season, I, I would – Kind of actually think they person. I think they might move off him uh, unless he starts to. Like, we see the flashes, but I think he really needs the Giants. I think have to have a couple things. They need a winning record. That offense needs to be clicking for a long period of time. Yeah, he needs to have a lot more touched. Definitely a lot more touchdowns total than turnovers. And I just don't know if I see that happening. No matter like what the coaching is, I just think Daniel Jones as a player, I think he's like more talented, has more physical tools than Jared Goff, but like mentally is kind of in that yeah. category. I mean, the question, Goff. honest to God, the question needs to be like, can he be Ryan Tannehill? And I think the answer is yes, but like the people around Ryan Tannehill – is so exponentially different than the people the last couple of years who have been around Daniel Jones. And it's just like, I wouldn't be shocked if they moved on at this point either, but there's so many like clean house issues. Like dude, that Kenny Galladay contract, the guy had two snaps in week one or week two. And he's, he's eating up like, he had like an $80 million deal. He's terrible. It's the worst free agency signing of the last 10 years in my opinion. Like, mm. maybe not 10, but last seven, five, five to seven. Definitely poor from the Giants' perspective. Yeah, that and honestly, like, I was in the boat. Like, I think they kind of just got the short end of the stick. Like, Galladay had some really good flashes in Detroit, and I actually understand why he got that money. But he's just been terrible. Yeah, after he put up numbers with David Blau and whoever was quarterbacking in there. Yeah. And you're right, It's he's been just – bad i'm not sure and there's there's so many other things about the giants that like the term the phrase i'm just going to use for the rest of the year with them uh is a step in the right direction (laughs) it's like that's the start they've made they're going to be in close games uh they're going to be in the division hunt or maybe the wild card hunt if philly runs away with the division but like they're going to show up and they're going to beat some top contender and it seems like oh my gosh, you know, who's this Giants team, right? Like, this is legit. And then they're going to be terrible. They're going to do things like lose to Cooper Rush and the Cowboys, who I actually would argue, not to get ahead of myself, but we do need to stop underrating Cooper Rush and the Cowboys because this is now uh, a couple of solid performances from them, uh, including a win against the Bengals and now a 2-0 Giants team. But, yeah, all that to say, like, very pedestrian Monday night game, like, had to put some money on some over-unders to make it fun to watch. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. I, and I will say, I, I'm not going to underrate Cooper Rush as much anymore. 
I, I do think offensively, just from what I gathered from that game, my big issue with Kellen Moore is just when he calls games for the Cowboys, he likes to get a little pass happy when Dak was in there. And I think this injury really forces him to deploy Tony Pollard and give him the ball out. He looked great, explosive. And Zeke didn't look bad either. Pollard looked better. Yeah, Zeke filled his role. He had a nice run there. Both of those guys, you feed them the ball enough times, that just opens things up and makes it a lot easier. Not for just Cooper Rush, but it would for Dak as well. And that offensively, the weapons they got between the two backs, between CeeDee Lamb, hopefully Gallup can return to the play. They got a decent tight end there in Dalton Schultz. I just I think this could be a really good offense. And the fact they're still able to put up 23 points, still get solid performances out of Cooper Rush, that's really all you can ask for. No, their season, their season is not over. Not that's, what I, that's what I learned on Monday night. For sure. They, Cooper Rogers definitely going to keep the ship alive. It's just a matter of are they going to be 500 or are they going to you know, be literally even over 500? I mean, I guess this depends how long Dak's out and strength of schedule and such, but it, yeah. it's promising for them for sure yeah. to get a solid win like that in New York. I mean, that's wasn't even at home, dude. Like, go on the road in prime time, play that well. Got to give props where props is due. Yeah. But that being said, I, I really think I, I've been looking forward to this. It, we we really should transition into this uh, new oh, segment. Yeah. I'll give you props right. for because you definitely drew it up. Yeah. Um, let me let me give the let me give yeah, the rundown. Let me give, we're gonna call mm-hmm. this. It's a weekly contest. Okay. We're gonna call it fantasy frenzy. Okay. So it's fantasy football mm-hmm. with a little bit of a spin. So every week uh, we are gonna have a draft. The loser of the previous week, uh, you can go first this week, but the loser of the previous week uh, will then will get the first overall pick. And we are drafting uh, nine guys. So we will be drafting a quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, a flex, a tight end, a kicker, and a defense based on who we think is going to have peak fantasy performances that week. The kicker is, or the catch is, we cannot draft the same player two weeks in a row. So if I get... Justin Jefferson, and he does what he did this week and scores three points. And next week he's playing a depleted, you know, terrible secondary, whoever it may be. Uh, if I have the first overall pick and I lost, I cannot pick Justin Jefferson come week five, which because it's week four now. But um, so the strategy is really based on picking your matchups, somewhat looking ahead, and because there's only two of us, it either could be really high scoring or you could get guys that just bust for no reason. And so it's becomes very like, it's not like managing a team for a season long fantasy season. It's more so like picking matchups week to week. Yeah. There's more strategy here. And then we will track it across the season and uh, we'll decide on some sort of prize or something. uh, Whoever wins the most games, but yeah, standard PPR scoring um, ESPN, you know, Point per reception, yards, touchdowns. You guys, you guys get the gist. Yeah, and this is a little audible, maybe hot route, if you will, that I want to just kind of throw in. Um, obviously, say I got the first pick this week, and we can, you know, kind of modify this if you disagree. 
I just think for the viewer aspect and my or viewer audience aspect, would it be easier if we just went like position by position alternated? Like I'll start with like my quarterback, you give yours, then running back, you go kind of like snake style, like position by position, or do you want to just do the straight up like I'll go with, you know, for instance, Jonathan Taylor and then you go and Justin Jefferson. Like, uh, do you want that or? I would prefer to just go um, like Wild West, keep it crazy. Yeah. Okay. Um, just because like it makes, it just adds more strategy to like, oh, I want to make sure I get like, let's say I really love Travis Kelsey's matchup, but it's a very obvious like oh like he's playing it he's playing the jets like he's gonna go off this week but you yeah first pick and he's the clear number one pick it's like oh well i'm never gonna get a chance to get him but the like there's gonna be more than one of those guys throughout the week so it's like okay well uh justin jefferson has a or Devonte adams we use because we already used just has a great matchup this week but so does travis kelsey like who do i think has the better chance to boom and then like Maybe I'll have a chance to grab both. Maybe not. Like, it adds more strategy, I guess. And more strategy is always better when it comes to games. All right. Yeah, yeah, No, I can get on board with that. Um, so, without further ado, then, I'll just make my first selection. And it will be Joe. F- no, I'm kidding. Um, uh, <laughs> he's not even starting uh, this week. He's elite, though. Yeah, he's elite, though. He's elite. And, you know, granted, this is barring that he's healthy. He popped up on the injury report for some reason. But I'm going to take Gaffrey. I think this is like the week he's going to get kind of just hanging out all year. Like he's been solid getting 100 yard games, but like multi T game, you know, kind of 150 all purpose yards. I think this might be it. I think hopefully it's my week four and kind of get going. They're playing against the Cardinals who are okay defensively is what they've shown so far this year. I mean, they got torched by Mahomes in week one. Not saying Baker Mayfield's that, but I think McCaffrey could pose some problems. So that will be my first running back slot is Christian McCaffrey. Solid pick. Got to take one off my board now because I uh, definitely agreed. Definitely <laughs> agreed. Um, I'm going to follow that up. With this is an interesting pick. I'm going to explain it. It's based off the matchup. Uh, I'm going to be taking Stefan Diggs. Uh, he plays Baltimore this week, and uh, simply based off of what happened uh, when they played the Dolphins, that secondary is young. They're starting a lot of a couple rookies. Uh, we saw what happened. Tyreek Hill and uh, Jalen Waddle had field days out there. And uh, Diggs has been consistent no matter who they're playing. I think that this matchup is uh, has very high scoring potential, is what I'll say. Oh yeah, I, I think that's a good call. I mean, that Ravens defense has looked like crap so far this season. Yeah, can't even lie on that one. Um, I think. Do you get back to back? Then is that the uh, thing no? We I'm... can we can alternate because you just want to alternate. Yeah, yeah, snake with two people. That's dumb. <laughs> Oh, so yeah, we're going to be doing this. Okay, so yeah, I like that back-to-back format. Uh, okay, this, this is this gives me an interesting decision here. I could, I literally could just 
yeah, I think I'm going to do it. Now I'm just going to go with my dynasty team so far and take Jonathan Taylor. Um, really? Just, just for this same purpose of – and I like that I get my running backs filled out. Uh, I, I just feel like he's due as well, man. Uh, it's not that like, I've hated everything I've seen from so far, but has men missing like a multi-TD game against Tennessee? I know it's not like an ideal matchup, but I do remember Saquon Barkley had success, and if he can have success, I would assume Jonathan Taylor can as well. So I'm just going to ride with that. I'm just going to get the running backs out of the way, get McCaffrey and you know JT lined up, and I'll uh, leave the next one to you. Mm-hmm. Um, I am going to grab now, this is a little bit we're kind of going two different routes here which is very interesting uh, mm-hmm. I'm going to grab Travis Kelsey interesting. for yeah. a couple reasons uh, primetime game against the Bucks. I think the Chiefs might throw the ball 70 times like I, I genuinely uh, he's very consistent obviously he's Travis Kelsey uh, the decision clearly and I'm you know it was between him and Mark Andrews, and I just like the primetime better, honestly. Um, and I think that he has a chance this week. I, I mean, he's the number one tight end. He's number one and number two every week, and I'm going to guess he's number one this week. That's that's really what it comes down to. I like the Bucks better than Mark Andrews' matchup. That's Yeah, that's a, I can't argue with that, personally. I just got a point in fact of the prime. So that could be a, a very amazing primetime Sunday night game. I'm very excited for it. Tom Brady versus Pat Mahomes. Just, no, oh, it's always fireworks. For the last time, maybe, too. I mean, that's... Yeah, I feel like we've been yeah. saying that. And, and you know what? I forgot to say this, too. Uh, because that could be for the last time, I think that Mahomes is going to be... I mean, he's going to have his X Factor, uh, you know, initiated from the get-go. <laughs> Yeah, he'll be ready to go for sure. And hey, I, I think another guy that's gonna be ready to rock in prime time. I grant I do not like the matchup. That's why I'm not reluctant because obviously I'm a guy with consistency. I know Cooper Cup is gonna get a lot of targets because that's who he is. He's the machine in that offense over in LA, but I'm not happy about the fact that he's got to play in, I mean, in San Fran, you know, Los Angeles. I don't think the home field thing is a major factor, but the 49ers just have been very stingy on defense this season. So we will see how how that pick shapes out, but I still love Cooper Cup as my wide receiver one. Solid. That's uh, yeah. I, I was going there next, man. I, I really oh, was. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, like, but that's the weird thing about this is, like, it's not like, oh, man, I missed out on Cooper Cup for a whole year. There's so it's many like, options. Yeah, it's, uh, it's yeah, not. You know, he could score 12 points, and I would consider that a win for me this week. Like, you know, if he sure. stays that if he stays that short. Um, okay, so this next pick is actually – uh, you know, do I want to go there? Jury's still out on that one. I'm gonna, I'm gonna hold off. I'm gonna take. Uh, I think he's got a favorable matchup this week. I'm taking another wide receiver here. Um, he's playing the Jaguars. I like AJ Brown this week. I think Devonta Smith okay. had a Devonta Smith had a huge week, uh, and the Eagles' offense has been rolling. Um, I think this is a safe 
um, you know, pick. I don't think he's going to – I mean, his floor is very high is what I'm trying to say. Uh, at worst, I get probably 13 to 16 points out of him uh, and uh, probably five catches, 80-something yards roughly. Like, and I'm cool with that if he doesn't find the end zone. Um, but I think that the Jaguars' secondary is a favorable matchup, and I think the Eagles have been rolling. So trying to keep, trying to play it safe a little bit. Yeah, that's a that's a fair assessment. Uh, I can't even really deny that because I, I gotta view it the same way. I think ultimately AJ Brown and Bonte Smith are great plays this week, and yeah, that's. That's a solid pick. It really is. I think mine is a little bit more boom-bust potential, if you will. But I'm really leaning towards the boom just because of the fact that Tyreek Hill is going against Eli Apple. I've been hearing them jog back and forth all week. I understand if Tyreek Hill doesn't hit, you know, a big play or whatever. This could be one that's like, you know, four or five points if it doesn't hit. But that's, I feel like, why I established the Cooper Cup. It's like, well, hopefully he can get me like a baseline total. And then Tyreek Hills is going to add on to the Avalanche, hopefully. Um, so, yeah, I will say Tyreek Hill will be my wide receiver, too. And for those keeping track, that means I got the running backs knocked out as well as the receivers. Which- yeah. I really wanted a Dolphins receiver, but it's very hard for me to pick between the two of them. So I decided to stay away this week. But. Um, yeah, that's with this I being like said, myself with Waddle. Yeah, you know that's that's how it goes, but that's how fantasy goes, man. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna be taking. I'm gonna grab my RB one here. Um, this guy has been getting a boatload of touches. Uh, he's been kind of. They drafted him. Gosh, I can't remember who the Browns drafted, but uh, Nick Chubb has been getting a boatload of touches. They drafted a running back this year, and he's been kind of on a Aaron Rodgers esque. Uh, revenge tour against his own team just because he's mad they drafted a running back. But um, he's got a very good matchup this week against the – there it is, the Falcons. Um, I knew it was a good matchup. I couldn't find, I couldn't remember for a second. But uh, Falcons are just not a good team. That's just the bottom line. Uh, I think that the Browns are probably going to beat them up a little bit. Uh, I know they're on the Browns are on the road, but I don't think it matters. Uh, and if they're beating them up, I think that they're going to be running the ball because they're up. So I'm going to take Nick Chubb. I think it's safe. He's going to get 20 touches. So it's, it's all I'm looking for. Yeah, that's, hey, that's volume is key when it comes to the running back department. And after saying that, uh, that means I, I want to make sure I get it knocked out. And I'm going to take – I was looking at some other guys, but ultimately inefficiency and so forth has strayed me away. Guy who's not been inefficient has been Saquon Barkley. I think him in my flex here just makes a lot of sense. I was looking at some other receivers and whatnot, but ultimately, plays against Chicago, as much as we like to give them credit for being a stout defensive team, you can run it a bit on this team. It's their front seven is all right. I'm uh, not having Cleo Mack there, and there's just got some aging vets there. I really think Saquon's going to keep rolling, and he has so far been off to a pretty hot start this season. So I feel comfortable putting him in the flex slot. Very fantasy friend. Very safe pick. Uh, this next pick uh, may come as a little bit of a shock, but uh, I originally had this 
keyed in as like pick him like third or fourth. Uh, and that was DeAndre Swift uh, against Seattle because Seattle, I believe, is the 31st or 32nd ranked run defense in the league. They've been oh, giving up. Wow. They've been giving up uh, points like crazy to running backs. Um, and it's in Detroit, so I don't have to worry about the 12th man. But the pick got better because I'm actually going to take Jamal Williams because uh, as of today, I saw DeAndre Swift is on the injury report and is likely to miss a couple weeks. Uh, sprained his shoulder, aggravated his ankle injury. Uh, the Lions are considering shutting him down until week six bye. Uh, so it's not for sure that he won't play. But regardless, uh, Jamal Williams is going to outvolume him, and uh, Jamal Williams has been scoring well without w- with him there. And so, uh, with a fraction of DeAndre Swift there, I think Jamal Williams has extreme. This is a big boom bust. It's kind of like your Tyree kill, but it has extreme potential to bust. Boom. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, both ways. But ultimately, I would agree with you like that. You could weigh the boom aspect in the sense that. Jamal Williams has been feasting so far this year with DeAndre Swift on the field. So him in a lead back role, we could see great things. We, we really could. I, I think that's a really, that could be a great pick. And for people that if they have him, you know, on the roster, I think he's must start material this week for sure. No matter what the running back situation is, because I doubt he, nobody in, in a relevant fantasy league is going to have better options than that. Personally. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with the tight end spot here because didn't get Travis Kelsey, but I do really feel good about Mark Andrews just in the sense that he's broken out as Lamar Jackson's main target. Um, and that's really all there is to it. It's just he gets a lot of volume. He's been – he had a great week last week. Had him a couple in my leagues. So. Is the uh, oh. is the Bills secondary still pretty depleted? Uh, my guy not being there definitely helps me with this pick a lot more, I would say, for sure. Yeah, yeah. solid pick. I think we're going to alternate those two guys every week, if you ask me. It's, yeah, and it, well, granted, if we're doing the uh, no same players, uh, I think next week we're going to have an interesting tight end selection. There's options. There's, you know, the Higbees of the world, Kittle, but you definitely will be paying more attention to the matchups, I, I really do believe. Um. That being said, who's who's next on your list? Who you got? Uh, so I'm torn between going QB or picking up my flex. And uh, I think I'm going to lean towards QB uh, just because I think the matchup, again, I'm stacking here. Uh, I'm going to take Josh Allen against a just depleted and terrible uh, Baltimore Ravens secondary. I think that uh, not trying to go for the hookup here with Diggs, but uh, – I think they're going to throw the ball a lot, and I think they're going to do it very successfully uh, based off of the Miami game plan against the Ravens. Yeah, that's a good call. I, I like that one. I think Josh Allen's definitely the go-to guy right now in terms of just going to put up great numbers every week. And against that Baltimore secondary, could see a crazy day from Josh Allen. But ultimately, I'm thinking of two guys right now that I've been having crazy days so far. And as enticing as the Lamar Jackson pick would be to tie him in with my Mark Andrews pick, I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket. And I really just love Jalen Hurts this week. 
Yeah, he was my other pick. (laughs) Yep, I think ultimately he's going to have, I think, just a better day because I I think Jacksonville is going to keep this thing kind of competitive. I think think this could be kind of back and forth all thing. I could see him get rushing yards. I I don't think there's going to be a point where they're going to have to do things that are unconventional to them. I could see Buffalo getting out in front early and the Ravens kind of just got to get to throwing. And I think that almost might hurt Lamar Jackson a bit. I think he's at his best when he's got the run and pass threat. And maybe I'm being too over analytical here, but this is just my two senses. I think Jalen Hurts is the safer and honestly is going to just have a better day. Like This is what it's all about. Is we're picking who we think is going to play better on Sunday. I think Jalen Hurts is a better play against the Jags than Lamar against Buffalo. I uh, completely agree, and that is why Jalen Hurts was my secondary quarterback pick if you got Josh Allen. Um, yeah. So my flex, my flex, this is this is unique, uh, and because you're through everything, I can tell you who I'm thinking about here uh, so I can give myself credit if I'm wrong. Um, so last week... Hollywood Brown had like 17 targets, 14 catches for like 140 yards. Um, And they were kind of playing from behind a little bit, but they also weren't. It wasn't that bad. Um, And it was just an insane amount of usage for something that they they haven't, we haven't seen that yet. It was kind of a, it was a big boom. And so I'm tempted to pick him based off of the targets, but they're, they just threw the ball a lot last week and they're playing the Panthers this week. Uh, I don't know if they're – I mean, this could be a blowout in my mind. It might not be, but uh, I could see this getting out of hand and then uh, his touches potentially get limited. Uh, and I also, from a perspective, I think the Panthers are just be like, okay, like we need to key in on Marquise Brown. He's clearly the number one guy here. Uh, so with that being said, I was torn between Hollywood Brown – and this this could come back to bite me. Let me tell you, this is one of the riskiest things I think I've done in a while. <laughs> Um, but a guy that has been flying under the radar uh, is terrible through three weeks of football. I think he has a chance to come back and have a big boom performance to remind us who he really is. Once again, I could be very wrong here. Um, but the Chargers are playing Houston this week. Uh, Josh Herbert. Wow, Justin Herbert. I was trying to. Justin Herbert is still hurt. I don't know why they threw the ball so much last week. I think that this this one, more than the Panthers-Cardinals, could definitely go into a blowout situation. And if that's the case, then Austin Eckler is going to be getting the ball, finally. Um, Houston does not have a great run defense. It's not terrible, but it's not great. I think that the Chargers are going to realize, okay, this we can beat these guys fairly easily. Let's run the ball so that we don't kill our quarterback again. Because I Lord knows why they were throwing the ball so much last week while he was hurt still. So I'm going to take Austin Eckler. Uh, with my riskiest pick of this draft by far, because he has shown nothing. I'm going on the limb for this one. This is true. Uh, he has been kind of bad so far. That's really no way to put it. No other way to put it. Uh, Eckler is definitely a guy that's had higher expectations. But, yeah, I think he's due. I would agree with you that just given circumstances, this could be weak. So, plea for your case, it is. 
I am just going to go with because we got two two things left here, and that's the defense and the kicker. Defensively, I, I think the Packers could have the best unit in the NFL, given the sense they got to play against New England this week, who has not been great offensively. They have no way that scares us. I like. I really do believe we could go man coverage every play and just you know take off and just get after Mac Jones. And, I mean, I don't even playing. think he's playing. Yeah, right. Yeah, he's not playing. That is, oh boy, yeah, Brian Hoyer. That none of that scares me. And so I, I think this could be a really big day for the pack. I uh, going with, my, them with confidence. They were my number two choice. Um, my number one choice is a fairly safe pick. Um, he's thrown an interception in every game this year, that being Matt Stafford. Um, I'm going to take the Niners defense. They're a solid defense to pick regardless. They're a good pass rush, uh, but they're playing against a turnover-heavy Rams offense that still hasn't quite looked the same as they did last year. So at the worst For case, sure. we get a pick, give up a couple points. You know, it is what it is. Uh, but I yeah. think there's going to be turnovers in that game, and that's that's basically what I'm betting on. Yeah, that's how you score on that defensive side of the ball. Final pick of our fantasy frenzy is the kicker, and the house is going to be maybe an interesting choice. And again, am I going a little overthinking here? Perhaps, but I'll explain. Going with my guy, Graham Gano. Oh, my. No way. (laughs) How do you steal my kicker, man? It's a kicker. Well, okay, you'll probably understand the reason because. Hey, listen, Graham Gano is Ben solid. He's got to like, we. I know his capabilities as kicker. I'm not gonna go in depth to that. It's more just the Giants aspect of things. When they get into the red zone, such you know, they're just not good at punching in. It's either kind of Saquon or bust, and it's just the way Daniel Jones is playing. I could see him taking a sack. I mean, he takes a lot of sacks as is, and just against that Bears defense, I think they're gonna move. I think Saquon's still going to have a good day. And they might score a couple touchdowns. I just think they're going to get a good amount of field goals. And, you know, just being at home, I like – I just I don't like Graham Gano. What, what is there to say? <laughs> unbelievable. I, I – that's, that's just unbelievable. Yeah, um, literally all the positions. That's the hey. – uh. So when so here's my I, I agree with everything you said when I, I actually did write down a second kicker uh, for some reason just nice. in case this happened but uh, <laughs> when you're looking for a kicker you got to look for a pedestrian not a pedestrian offense but a, a mid offense okay one yes. that's gonna move the ball but not quite finish the drive uh, New York Giants are a great example of that another great example uh, your hometown favorite Atlanta Falcons um, ah, yeah. and young Hoku. I think he's, uh, he was kicker number one a couple of years ago and he was like breaking like kicker fantasy records, uh, had a down year last year, but he's been pretty hot to start the year. I don't think he's missed yet. Could be wrong. Don't quote me on that, but uh, just an example of a mid offense. Um, I believe the Panthers are playing the Cardinals somewhat mid defense, but not terrible. So hopefully they uh, get it around the 30 or 40 a couple times, and uh, I get a couple points. But uh, I can't believe you took Gramping out. You know, that, that just ruined my day. That's unbelievable, man. That's wow. 
Yeah. <laughs> My bad, G. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> no, I just, it's crazy. Yeah, just insane. Unreal. So that'll wrap up our Fantasy Frenzy segment. Uh, I really enjoyed that. Great shout out to you. Yes, yeah, so I hope yeah, this goes not. well. I do. I do. Yeah, yeah. Do we, we uh, do we want to transition into winners and losers then so far? I thought about that. I think, uh, honestly, ultimately, just from the, for time's sake, I, we've, I think it's almost been 50 minutes already. Um, so I was thinking we go into our award picks because those are going to take probably a good amount of just us breaking down why we chose who for what. Okay. Um, and then we can finish up with the slate for just our picks for the upcoming week. Um, and then, I, obviously, I, I do – like I mentioned, we are biggest winners disappointment so far. That's something we can maybe throw in someday, hopefully. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But just that being said, you know, I yeah. guess we'll we'll get into right off the rip um, our, our long overdue uh, yeah award, award predictions. And now we got a couple just uh, weeks to kind of get a preview. Um, Caleb, who, who's your MVP so far in the 2022 NFL season? My uh, 2022-23 MVP coming into the year. I think this guy is highly motivated right now. Um, He's on a mission. He's mad because his team didn't give him a contract. And uh, he sees a blank check in front of him is the best way to put it. Uh, I'm taking Lamar Jackson here. Uh, A couple other honorable mentions, Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts. I'm sure you'll pick one of those guys. But uh, I think that he's... He, right now, barring injury, he's on a path to his uh, second MVP in three years, four years, three years, four years. And that's, yeah, that's that's a great pick because ultimately he's he's got everything in front of him. You know, the motivation, the narrative, the stats so far to back that up. Um, for my MVP selection, I think it's a common one for many people as well. Is going to be Josh Allen. And I will just uh, mention that he's going to be my offensive player of the year as well. <laughs> Josh Allen is he's good, man. And that's just, uh, it's just basic. And it is, he's got everything. He's got a great arm. He can move. He's looks so good in that Bills offense. And I just ultimately think that with the resume that he's going to build up throughout this season, my only, not only say knock on Lamar, um, I think his team is going to kind of hold back part of that. I think they won't, the Ravens are going to have as many wins as the Bills this year. And so if their stat lines do end up being somewhat similar, that's why I think Josh Allen could get the nod. But that being said, I don't know if Josh Allen is going to have like a thousand rushing yards. So, we'll see. I think it's the biggest thing is we will see. I'm just leaning with my gut feeling that Josh Allen has more help. He has more support. So, ultimately, he'll be more consistent as the season goes on. Uh, but I do want to ask, did, did you have a different player for your offensive player of the year? Or did you have the same for Lamar? I did. No, I did. I did have a different offensive player of the year. Okay. I'd like to hear that. Um, I, similar to you, um, I think if we'd have done this, so this is a, we kind of cheated a little bit. Uh, We're going into week four. We're doing this uh, overdue. Yes. If we'd have done this at the start of the year, I 
hands down, 100% know myself, I would have said Justin Jefferson. 100%. Like, no hesitation. However, at we didn't do it at the start of the year, and so I have the luxury to switch my pick. Uh, but along the same vein, I'm going to take Stephon Diggs. Um, I think that what we've seen through Diggs, he looks like his 2020 self. He's getting the ball a lot. Uh, no Cole Beasley to take some of his targets away. He's clearly the number one guy that Josh Allen is looking at. I think this is an elite offense, and he is the premier player on that offense, except the quarterback. But I consider at this point the MVP to be, to be the quarterback award and the offensive player of the year to be the everybody else award. Um, and so I'm going to take Diggs. Yeah, it's a good call. That is, uh, I could see that, especially with my MVP pick. Diggs having a great year. And offensive player of the year worthy is definitely in the realm of possibility. Defense player of the year wise, I think it opened up a bit when TJ Watt went down the season. So far, Aaron Donald has been quiet. I'm not going to discount him. But my pick is going to be Mike Parsons. And so far, that Cowboys unit has been held together, I do believe. Because they have a guy like Mike Parsons on the team. Very good, just athlete. I mean, the guy can play all over the field. He can play in coverage. He can pass rush. He's going to be good for a very long time. Um, there's definitely some honorable mentions I could get into. But I have a feeling you probably have one of them as your pick. Uh, uh, going with Michael Parsons, I really think, you uh, know, you're a tier for him. He, he is like on the cusp already, man. I, I really think he's defense player of the year material. I, uh, ironically enough, there are some good honorable mentions with TJ Watt down. Uh, honestly, I hate to pick the same guy as you, but he's the only guy I wrote down because I don't think the honorable mentions are that they're on the same level as him so far. Um, he has clearly been a step ahead. Uh, he's, I mean, he's just, he's, he's that good, man. Uh, he's that good to where I hate picking the same guy as you, but like, it's, I got to take him because he's going to win defense player of the year unless he gets it. Yeah. It's just an honest assessment. And I think ultimately I think miles Garrett was my, like I was toying back and forth with that just in the sense that I think miles Garrett could be more consistent but unfortunately, just after the car crash rollover thing, um, that just kind of put that pick in jeopardy. And it yeah. really just solidified my just confidence in Micah Parsons moving forward. It just doesn't feel but, like there's anybody in the same tier right now, honestly. Yeah, personally, no. Like, when you think of just names and guys, like, there's those guys have just been game wreckers, and especially Micah Parsons. So until, yeah, yeah well, there's some more noise in that department, I think he's kind of got the award. So. Three weeks in, obviously, there's a lot of season to go. Oh, oh yeah. But offensive rookie of the year, who would you take for that? I'm really just curious in your thoughts. I think you could go a lot of different directions. Oh, this one, this one's a lot more wide open, um, especially because I, I honestly, going into the year, don't know who I would have taken because offensive rookies are very like like Micah Parsons last year can come in and make an impact right away on defense because he's that good. Offense is like that just rarely happens, right? You rarely get a, oh, this is uh, an immediate game changer, Justin Jefferson, Jamar Chase type of guy. Like we're starting to see it more common, but like it's pretty rare. Um, and to show through three weeks of football, the only guy I've seen really uh, who has 
show me a pretty high ceiling and the potential to do that. And this is not like a a like I I definitely toyed with a couple guys here, but I'm gonna take Drake London. Um, I think he's in a poor offense, but Good he's call. still doing well. And to me, that um, that could bode well come the end of the year. I don't unless he gets hurt. I don't see his production faltering. That's yeah, that's a good pick. I really do think he's just he's shown a lot of talent, especially the standout on what I would agree is like a mediocre offense. I mean, you can't you can't get too excited about Marcus Mariota being your guy. Yeah. That's a good pick. I'm gonna stay in the receiver department. I'm actually gonna go with Chris Olave. Yeah, he was one of the guys I flirted with too. Yeah, he's a had a big week three. He's a playmaker. Yeah, and I think with James Winston, I mean, he's got the ability for big play. It's that ball may not always be accurate, but the ability is there for him to get past the defense and utilize that speed. Yeah. Really looked good when he was with Ohio State. I expect him to kind of carry it over and, you know, ultimately, hopefully, take home that offensive rookie of the year crown. Yeah. The I other really guy, Mike Thomas, was going to be more involved in that Saints offense. And it's been kind of wide open in terms of who Jameis is throwing to. That's just my analysis as of late. I have to agree. The other guy, I will, I will put this on the record. Uh, the other guy I was really tempted to pick uh, was Brees Hall, but I just don't think he has shown enough in three weeks. I think he's slowly winning that job from um, Michael Carter. From Michael Carter, but I don't know. And then the other outside choice, which based off of last week alone, is Damian Pierce, um, but he's on such a terrible team. I, I don't know if he can keep it up. <laughs> Yeah, it's fair. And it is harder for running backs on teams that are bad just due to the sense that sometimes they're just out of games. Yeah. You know, they, they got to go away from the run. It's like, well, they just lost a week to add to their resume. And that's unfortunate. Yeah. yeah. That's why ultimately just stuck with our receiver picks. Um, defensive rookie of the year, I, I, I think for me, Hutchinson was clear cut. Um, I, I do have some other guys I could throw in the mix. I think like Sauce Gardner has been pretty good so far. It's just for a corner aspect. He's been shutting down guys. Um, but yeah, I, I really like Aiden Hutchinson. He's already a game wrecker. He could be coming in that Micah Parsons group. I know he's more of a DN, but he's been living in the backfield these past couple weeks. It's part of why Detroit is doing so much better as a team. Um, but what, what, where is your head at, Caleb? I mean, uh, I was between Aiden Hutchinson and Sauce Gardner. Um, yeah. and uh, I have to concur. I think that pass rushers typically win these awards more than DBs. And uh, I mean, Aiden Hutchinson, as it was kind of fraudulent, but he did have three sacks the other week in one game, and he has been a game changer for Detroit. He has made an immediate impact, and that's where these awards typically go. So not to steal your thunder again on these defensive awards, my apologies, no. but I will. I have Aiden Hutchinson as well. Yeah, it's, uh, you just got to call it how we see it. You know, it's, sometimes you got variation, but ultimately, like, especially defense this year, it's like there's, there's kind of some clear cut guys that are standing out above the rest. And that's just, man, it's just how it's got to be. Comeback player of the year, this you definitely can go in some different directions. But I, I think ultimately, I think it's just going to be Saquon for me. I, I like 
there's some other, you know, like CMC. There's, I just think he is going to be healthy all year for the, this big thing. And it's just going to have a good season. When, when he's healthy, he's a superstar. So I, I think he, he's got a good shot at winning comeback player of the year. But I think this is a bit of an open question for sure. Yeah, I had two uh, two main picks down written down. You named them both, uh, Saquon and Christian McCaffrey. And I actually was leaning towards McCaffrey. Um, I think he's had a slow yeah. start, but to be three weeks into the season, I think they kind of – looking at like his usage rates, I kind of have the thought process that they might have been easing him into it a little bit. That's, that's a good point. And um, after Definitely 25 carries last week, I think he's ready to start erupting – uh, like he normally does, I think uh, I think he might run away with this. But then again, Saquon could make it close. But I'm going to take McCaffrey. Yeah, it's a good pick. Gotta love it. Final and uh, I don't say like most important, but definitely is yeah, it definitely gauge success overall. Like you can clearly see which teams are better this year due to their coaching. My coach of the year and the guy I just loved since just day one uh, is Mike McDaniel. Yeah. Every player that's played for him, you know, and just what we've seen so far with that Dolphins team, he's my front runner. I you a lot of different directions here, and just going with a year one coach might be a little bit of reach, but hey, that's they're my picks, man. All right, so you know <laughs> what? <laughs> I I think coach of the year. I think. Who's going to be the best coach? His team is just going to stand out all the rest. He clearly makes a difference. It's Mike McDaniel. I got to give it to him. He's, I love watching the Dolphins play this year, which is something I never thought I would say. That's uh, Yeah, it's a weird sentence to say for sure. Yeah, um, they're explosive. Like I'm so excited to see tomorrow night's game. Yeah, that's the most excited I've been for Thursday night since week one or week two. But um, – the other guy uh, that I picked is actually a first-year coach as well um, with his respective team, uh, but Doug Peterson. Um, mm. I think I think if they continue on this track and have this turnaround year uh, and let they win 10, 11 games, make the playoffs, win the division, uh, it's hard to argue against it. I mean, they've been terrible forever. And uh, if he unlocks something with Trevor Lawrence and unlocks a Potential, uh, I'm not going to say the word dynasty, but like uh, dynasty over the AFC South, I guess, um, with this team because it's so young. Um, I think it's he's a very fair pick. Yeah, that's a, that is a good one. And I almost kind of slipped my mind a bit, but yeah, they are on that trajectory, just having like a close to 500 season with the Jaguars, like. That's coach of the year material for me. <laughs> oh, jeez. I, I think honorable mention just because if the Eagles keep rolling and they do stand out above the pack, uh, my guy Nick Sirianni, I, I think uh, yeah. there's potential there. There's potential there coach here for sure. Third time, for um, but yeah, I think that'll wrap up our picks for just the awards. Glad to get those out on the record. Now, yeah, like you said, it's about time. Weeks late. But, yeah, I mean, there's plenty of season left. And, um, yeah, that'll just do it for our picks. Obviously, we got to do some more picks in terms of the slate for week four. Yeah. Before, we we, uh, before we start, let's, uh, let's, let's do a quick little recap, okay? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. 
last week, not a great week for the uh, for the BB Show gang here. Um, I was five and eleven, just got shredded yet again. Um, I've done that twice now, which is great. Um, so uh, don't bet on my picks, I guess. Uh, and you were seven and nine, so uh, better, but yeah. still below five hundred. Which brings us to a total. Um, Caleb on the uh, year is nineteen and twenty nine, and you are twenty two and twenty six. So pretty close race actually uh, through three weeks. Uh, it's only be three games apart. Um, is uh, very much surprising. I would have expected a bigger, uh, bigger variance there. But yeah, no, this is. This is with, good stuff. And with that really behind cool. us, not to interrupt you, but with that uh, behind yeah. us, I'd love to hear your pick for uh, Thursday night's game. Oh, man. Now I'm like unsure. I was kind of scrolling with the Dolphins, but I mean, my my track record has been maybe I just go with. <laughs> now he's, sec- like, he's second guessing himself. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I and especially because like it's in Cincy, it feels like they kind of something like they should win here, but I just don't feel right picking against the Dolphins, especially seeing what I saw last week against the Bills. And yeah, I I think they stay undefeated. I really do. Really, I think it's going to be a very close game. I think by very high scoring, but I, I just don't feel comfortable picking against the Dolphins this week. I know they got to go in Cincinnati. It's a short week, but I'm rolling with the Dolphins, man, and my coach of the year. <laughs> um, yeah, I have to disagree. I'm taking Cincinnati here. Um, I think they're at home in prime time. The lights are on, and all eyes right now are on Joe Burrow and whether or not he can turn this ship around um, to go 0-2, Pick one up against the Jets, look a little bit better. Um, I think that they're going to wake up here offensively if they didn't last week. Um, and when the lights are shining, uh, I, my money's on Burrow. Uh, as much as I love Tua, my money's still on Burrow um, in, in prime time. You know, big time, big moments, big games. Joe Shiesty, yeah. No, Joe Shiesty, Joe Cool showing up, baby. Yeah, I got to respect the pick. Um, Going into London, I believe it's an eight thirty yes. game. Yeah, set the your lineups early. Yeah, that's interesting matchup. And I know Saints got my back last week. I don't think they got it this week. And it's not that I'm confident in the Saints, but I just hey, we're just if I'm going by the way these things kind of go. Jameis Winston had a weird game. Probably gonna have a decent day. Kirk Cousins just plays weird in prime time and honestly, like on the road and being in London. And I, I, I don't think I'm expecting a big day from the Vikings. So I'm just going to go with the Saints. I know it's probably not a bit of an upset pick there, just due from record and our expectations of the Vikings. But I just feel more comfortable if it's a defensive game that the Saints pull it out. That's uh, very fair. Very fair. Uh, to me, this screen, this game screams uh, a pedestrian Kirk Cousins performance. Just like when you when he's rolling from the week before, and you look at the next week, you're like, oh yeah, like they look good, like they've recovered from that loss against the Eagles. Kirk Cousins looked great in the fourth quarter, like they won a game they shouldn't have. Now they're playing a subpar Saints team. Um, 
in London, all that. It screams that. Um, but that being said, I'm going to play the favorite here. I, I still like the Vikings uh, just based off their ability to run the ball. I think that that could be the difference in this game. And I know it's uh, day-to-day on Dalvin Cook. Alexander Madison is literally the same player, in my opinion. He just sits behind him, and then when he's hurt, he comes in and rushes for 130 yards. So that doesn't concern me. Um, I, I, Yeah, I, I like the Vikings here. I, I It's this, uh, it's a 50-50 game, man. Um, but I think really the is. Vikings' offensive weapons, for me right now to bet on Kirk Cousins failing would be – Going out on a limb, I guess, in my opinion. Like mm. as much like I could totally see it, but I think that the Kirk Cousins cycle still has maybe one or two more weeks of good play before he once again reminds us who he is. Yeah, very fair analysis of the situation at hand in London. I do want to hear your thoughts on what I think is another fifty fifty game. Uh Bears and Giants. That's very just uninspiring and well, I'll probably not watch as much as I don't have to. Um, but yeah, what, what are you thinking there? Um, yeah, see, this is a 50-50 game. Uh, In New I, York. Yeah, I should have wrote down why I picked this. Uh, I actually like the Bears. Um, I mm. the, the, the Giants have a short week played on Monday night. Um, I think the smart pick is the Giants, but the Giants did just lose. I, I don't think the Giants have a great run defense. We saw that on Monday night, uh, and that's inevitably what got them beat, and that's the one thing that the Bears are good at. Um, and with that being said, uh, I think the Bears' defense has actually been pretty They've been pretty good this year, and uh, they've been making, making problems for some quarterbacks. I think that um, without Sterling Shepard, their pa- the Giants' passing offense might struggle. Um, and I think the Bears. I think the Bears. This is. I think it's an upset pick, but I, I, I'm taking the Bears based off of that. The run game and uh, Giants subpar run defense. That's solid. Is what I can say to that. Is it would make sense if the Bears won. They are built a certain way too. I just ultimately in hoping that the Giants just figure out that the Bears can only run the ball. Yeah, and I think the if risk. they do that. They should win the game. I'm gonna go favor here with the Giants, and it's not with confidence, obviously, from what we saw last week. But I just don't think the Bears are good. I, I just they're so just uninspiring on the offensive side of the ball. I think if the Giants get to 20 points here, they should win the game. So I'm gonna just roll with that and just you know kind of hope things works out. I, I could see this going the other way though for sure. It's definitely not 50-50. Kind of like the Bills-Ravens. I know it's in Baltimore, but I'm still not. Just, I I think as a team, the Bills are just so much better. I think they're going to give the Ravens more problems than the Ravens are going to give them. And so, yeah, even though they're on the road, I do think Buffalo bounces back this week and moves on to 3-1. Ah, you're you're putting me in a weird pickle here because this is a game that I like the Bills for previous wow, reasons. 50, 50, so yeah, yeah. The uh, I like the Bills for the reasons listed before during fan, the fantasy draft. Uh, the Dolphins shredded the Baltimore secondary. Um, but with that being said, the the Bills secondary uh, has not been that good yet either this year. 
and uh, I'm very tempted to take the Ravens here. And you know what? Uh, for the sake of for this, I'm going to flip my pick here. I'm going to take the Ravens. I may re- I may come to regret this, but I'm going to take the Ravens. Um, I need to make up some ground on you. So a little strategy pick here, uh, high risk yeah. reward. But uh, I think it's a 50-50 game, and uh, Ravens haven't let me down yet this year. So I'm taking the Ravens. Good call. Really good. Like it's you're going with your MVP, and yeah, we've got I think different picks for every game so far. Yeah, which um, is crazy. That's, uh, that's going to make it really interesting. Um, Browns at Falcons. I know you probably want me to take the Falcons. Do it. I will not. I not they, have, they have given me heart attacks like every week. I feel like I'm eating McDonald's like all day <laughs> yeah. when I go and look. So we're gonna go with the Browns. Just they've been consistent, and their one loss really shouldn't have ever happened statistically. I know they're going on the road, but I just honestly don't care. I, I think they're a better football team. They should prevail on Sunday. I uh, I concur. Uh, the Browns have surprised me with Jacoby Brissett, but um, they are a better football team. They should win Sunday. Uh, teams, like I've said a million times, teams that can run the ball successfully no matter who they play, win a lot of games. No doubt. And this is probably a good day for Chubb. Yes. Just objectively looking at the Falcons roster. Um, looks like, yeah, we're starting to get some more, uh, I don't want to say not 50-50 games, but like Chargers at Texans. I mean, I'm going to be alarmed for the Chargers if they don't win this. I get they're going into Houston. But after what happened against the Jags last week, this is kind of must win for them, especially in that division. Um, going with Chargers with a lot of confidence, I'm assuming you're going to stay the same? Yes, I am not taking the Texans over the Chargers. That's, yeah, that's kind of a stay away from until further notice. I yeah. really don't feel comfortable ever picking the Texans. Well Plus said. The, the division game. That's like my only like argument for them, but it's not. So, Chargers should roll. Commanders at Cowboys. What are you thinking for this one? I think this is gonna be an interesting game. This is a uh, this is a toss up one, man. Um, I, see this one, Dallas again on the short week, but they've looked really solid with Cooper Rush almost every week. And that's where uh, this is kind of got me going 50-50. But uh, division game, I think I'm going to go commanders. I think that they've uh, been rolling with the exception of one week. I think they bounce back and they uh, find a way to be. I, 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 Cooper Rush might be figured out here. He's started two or three weeks now. And usually that's how long it takes defenses to catch up to. Uh, these kind of things where somebody comes in and, you know, you see them, they play really good one week and then the next week they're terrible. That's because nobody knows what to expect the first week. Uh, I think the commanders get a lot of pressure. They have a good pass rush, Chase Young and company, uh, and that that could cause problems for Cooper Rush. Mm. Fair enough. And, yeah, I've been kind of back and forth on this too. I'm going to go with the Cowboys. I'm not confident with it. I really, again, it thinks me a close one could go either way. But I'm ultimately just hoping that run game prevails and they just keep things moving. Kind of open for a bad Carson Wednesday as well. I feel like we've had like a meltdown game from him yet. I'm hoping this is it. (laughs) And uh, yeah, I just 
How about them Cowboys, man? Oh, oh, God. oh boy. Oh, boy. Oh, um, wow. You just bet up, on though, Cooper Rush, man. Yeah, hey, yeah. Well, Cooper Rush, it's got starting to get a lot of faith. Hopefully not too much faith in them. But this is going to be my upset pick of the week. And you're going to be like, all right, this guy's giving me a layup. Oh, my God. But he's taking the Panthers. Oh, no, no, no. Okay, okay, Even, okay. even better. Doug no. Peterson coming home for the revenge game. Jaguars were on fire last week. This is the week the Eagles get their first loss at the hands of T-Law and the guys. Stop it. Christian Kirk is going to have a great Stop day. Stop it. <laughs> Darius Slay shut down new, Stephon Diggs. They're seven-point dogs. They're not I'm Stephon Diggs. No. Justin Jefferson. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to no. say it before I take it back. Jaguars are winning Sunday in Philly. Doug Peterson is looking for blood. No. <laughs> Stop. I'm taking the Eagles. This is the easiest thing you've ever given me. Uh, not only – if it was in Jacksonville, like this would be a discussion. Philly is one of the toughest places to play, dude. Like has Trevor Lawrence even played there yet? Like – one of the most toxic fan bases out there. Like, I, oh my gosh, dude. Unfazed, Trump. Unfazed. I think this is it. This is the Eagles. I'm not betting again. I refuse to pick. I'll just pick the Eagles. I refuse to pick against the hottest team in football, man. Like, what are we doing? Oh, yeah. Picking the Jags to do it must not understand. Uh, this is dicey. Oh, but I'm going. Gosh. Feeling, I just got a feeling. I got to I respect the hustle. I, I still, yeah. I'll say that I respect it. Yeah, yeah, no, I appreciate it, pal. I, I really hope this doesn't make me look bad, but it very well could <laughs> be up for them. Uh, Steelers are at home against the Jets. Feel confident with the Steelers. Uh, I, I think we're kind of both on the same page of yeah. we're not bad Jets. Like, period. Yeah. Especially because I think this is Zach Wilson's debut this year, and uh, mm. he's he's kind of pedestrian. Tom. So, yeah, Tom's gonna he'll find a way to make his life pretty difficult. Um, Lions are at home against Seattle. I think I know where I'm going with that, so I'm not gonna take Seattle. And uh, like again, they probably got one of their only couple wins in the year, and the Lions have been solid so far this year. Um, I don't know if you have any varying thoughts on that. Nope. Nope. Uh, Lions are solid. If it was in Seattle, I would uh, very much consider taking Seahawks, but it's not. So we're going with Detroit. Yeah. Jamal Williams hopefully has a big day. Um, it just looks like they could, you know, just do some Lions things. And, hey, maybe get to two and two would be a great step in the right direction for them. Titans at Colts. What are you thinking for this one? You know who I'm riding with, baby. You're all Colts, yeah. I, and gotta honestly, ride with my Super Bowl I'm, pick. Yeah, yeah, they look good last week too. And yeah, the I same, they, they, Titans ain't no Chiefs. Come on now, and we're undefeated at home. This is a this is a dub. Oh yeah, and that Titans secondary is pretty suspect too. Uh, they've had a lot of like injuries. Uh, I actually don't know if that matters. The, the Colts pass it, team is pretty pedestrian. Yeah, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go with that as well. I, I like the Colts. I don't, you know, Titus. got a big win last week. I still don't feel comfortable with what they are, and so I think I'm just gonna have to 
ride out with that as well. Um, Cardinals, Panthers, getting into our afternoon games. I, I like the Cardinals. I know the Panthers are favored, but like... What? Yeah, just because they're at home. They're favored by a point and a half. I, I just per- personally disagree. I think the Cardinals are clearly the better team, and they should prevail. Um, Dude. And if they lose this one, they're they're dead. Honestly, they're sitting at one and three. If the Cardinals lose the Panthers this week, they're done. They got no chance of making the playoffs in my eyes. Yeah, I think uh, I agree. I'm picking the Cardinals. Desperation mode is uh, is definitely in play here. And um, the Panthers are trash. <laughs> they're not. They're good. not good. Yeah, they're just not good at football. They want to. They want a sneaky division game. Uh, against the Saints, and I don't think that that carries over. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, that's they're gonna get kind of these easy, cheap wins, but yeah, against like real teams, I, I don't like it. I just don't like it. I, I don't know how they're favored personally, but yeah, we'll ride with the Cardinals. Um, another team that's favored, you know, they have not won yet is the Raiders. They got Russ coming into town. I still like the Raiders in the sense that like they just have to get a win. I, I really just don't see this team going on for yeah. like, you want to talk just... about desperation factor here. I mean it's do or die already. Exactly. This is um, a division game at home. They have to win. Like have they, to. They have to win this game. The Broncos have not looked good. They have not lost a game by more than a touchdown, I'm pretty sure. And they're 0-3. Uh, offensively, they, they like the Raiders have not looked bad, and the Broncos have, and the Raiders have lost some freak games, close games, and uh, yeah, I'm taking the Raiders, taking my riding with my uh, division winner. <laughs> Great as that pick's looking right now. Um, our last afternoon game is Patriots coming to town, title town. I'm confident with the Packers. I, I already wrote it in. <laughs> yeah, it's. It's yeah. Come on, I, I don't really think I need to say much else. I mean, especially if Mac Jones doesn't play. Uh, I did. I did see a bunch of TikToks. Um, if not Brian Horror, but the Bailey Zabke guy, Bailey Zabke. Oh, they yeah. were like, they were like, oh, you know, we could have a Drew Bledsoe, Tom Brady situation here. Like, shut up! Stop it. I think Stop they want it so bad. They miss Tom so bad. It's 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 getting it's it's getting sad, guys. Like, come yeah. on, move on. You know, it's enjoy what you had, be thankful, all all that. But uh, yeah, she's not coming home, buddy. I hate to break it to you. <laughs> no, sorry. So I'm assuming you're rolling with the Packers then as well. Of course, of course. Yeah, it's where we can't really pick against them, and ultimately just. It just looks like this. It could be a blowout. I mean, rolling with no my Super Bowl pick, baby. Yeah, gotta love it. Uh, speaking of Super Bowl, we got a Super Bowl rematch for our Sunday Nighter and Pat Mahomes versus Tom Brady. I love my AFC Super Bowl uh, guy. Well, team that's I think is going to come out in Patrick Mahomes and Chiefs. I think this is a game that's going to come down to the wire, and it's probably just me like who has the ball last. And honestly, the Buccaneers have been kind of sputtering on offense so far. To make it bring on who plays, and they'll probably get Mike Evans back and whatnot. But I think Chiefs just look better. I think they are better. Um, I'm going with Kansas City. Can't bet against the GOAT, man. Not in yeah, prime time. It's, it's, I, uh, good. 
I have a very hard time. I know that Brady is going to be up for this game because Mahomes is clearly like the media's favorite old, you know, next next up, you know, next Tom Brady guy. Like he has a chance, right? Like, uh, and now Tom Brady has been given a chance in prime time, uh, assuming it's still at home. Okay, so I'm taking the Buccaneers. I'm not going to change my pick, but uh, a, a part of my choice is because I'm expecting this game to be played in Tampa Bay. Uh there's a chance it might not be because Tampa Bay could cease to exist this week, but um, as an entire city based off the hurricane. But um, I'm taking the Bucks just based off the fact, man. Brady has what he's been given one more chance for sure, unless they meet in the Super Bowl against Mahomes, and I don't think he's gonna let that slide. I, I really don't. Uh, I, I just don't bet against the goat. I don't even need to say anymore. Don't bet against the goat. Yeah, no, it's well said. Uh, it's very tough betting against Tom. But, uh, hey, he lost last week. I'm just hoping he does it again. Well, that's because um, he got beat by well, a better quarterback. Yeah, it's fair enough, fair enough. I mean, it was a real um, goat. The, the real, yeah, the OG um, <laughs> talent. But uh, our final game on the slate is a great Monday night matchup. Oh, yeah. And we got the Rams coming to town for the Niners. I'm going to take the Rams, and not with confidence, but it just kind of feels like McVay's had chance number for a while. I do think as a roster, the Rams are more talented. I think this is going to be another close game, and it could be a defensive uh, slugfest. But, uh, yeah, rolling with the Rams. Could totally see this going the other way, though. Uh, I know I picked the 49ers defense. Um, I do think there will be some turnovers, but I'm going to take the Rams mm, based yeah, off of the 49ers offense. Um, I just don't think that they're settled in yet with Jimmy G. I think that they had a lot of other things planned, and now they're uh, they're a little bit in scramble mode. It won't take that that long. I, I just I know who the Niners are with Jimmy G, and they're like we know their ceiling and. Uh, the Rams ceiling is higher because <laughs> it's the same yeah. Super Bowl champion Rams, you know. Uh, with that being said, I'll, I'm going to take the Rams. I think the Rams get a good division win here, and they get to three and one, and um, yeah. an ugly three and one, I might add. But for sure, yeah, not not pretty, but no, that is very well said, my friend. Um, I believe that is it then for the slate. Uh, I think next week we are finally going to have some buys. So, so I think a. Probably like one or two less games, my recall, my knowledge. But um, yeah, that'll I think that'll be a wrap. Got a little creative on this Wednesday. Uh, definitely enjoy the fantasy frenzy segment. Hopefully, those picks go as well as the game day picks. Uh, we're riding with uh, with our boy Eckler and Jamal Williams, baby. It's going to be a good week for for the game. Oh yeah, for sure. Definitely some exciting things to look forward to. Uh, great matchups, great just head-to-head, and it's all going to kick off tomorrow night. Uh, you know, that Bengals-Dolphins, I really can't wait for those fireworks. Um, but, yeah, I think that's a wrap. I mean, unless you got anything else to add, I think uh, we'll be looking ahead and getting ready for week four. No, I. Uh, that's all I got. I want to thank you guys for listening. Um Check us out. We'll be back Sunday night uh, recapping the week and uh, looking ahead to week five, man. This is the Wednesday episodes are always fun, man. It's always fun to sum up uh, 
or to uh, for m- more fun for me to predict than uh, count my Recap. losses. Oh, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's change. that's been the trend here. But uh, yeah, hope you guys have a good one. Thanks again for listening. Um, and from the BB Show, uh, see you guys next time. Bye bye.